Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope you know you're doing great and all that. Um, it's a lovely morning here in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, it rained all night, so it's a little bit cool. I hope it doesn't get as hot as it did yesterday. Um, I think today I just want to just reflect on the journey that I am on with the Lord and how I'm progressing with it and the things that I'm learning. Um, yesterday I mused about anger, reflected about you know the fact that I need to learn to be slow to anger, and I put myself on a on a check, accountability check, because I said to myself, I I don't want to continue doing musings talking about anger and, and i never do anything about it so i'm going to check myself particularly in those moments when i those situations when i know that i am likely to get triggered i'm going to make sure i don't get triggered and i'm going to start practicing being slow to anger and i think that's the thing about the word of god you have to practice it you know love you have to practice it you have to practice you know even for those of us who you know when we receive the baptism of the holy spirit you know you had to there were things you needed to do. You needed to talk to God. You need to ask God to 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 fill you with the Holy Spirit, and then you need to speak with new tongues. You needed to open your mouth, if you know what I mean, and actually allow the Holy Ghost to give you those words to say. And the first time you do it, it doesn't quite sound, you know, okay and all that. But as you give yourself into it, and this is something that is very difficult to describe, really, because sometimes some people think that they have to make up the words you don't make up the words he gives the utterance but you have to if you don't speak he's not going to force you to speak and that's the difference between when people are possessed by the devil and when you know they are filled with the holy spirit because um the bible teaches us that the spirit of the subject is subject the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet so that means that you won't say oh because i'm filled with the holy spirit i couldn't control myself i couldn't know that doesn't happen as i uh, you know paul was teaching us in corinthians that you know you wish there should be order in the house of the god lord don't say because you are you 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 the spirit of prophecy came upon you therefore they are preaching and then you are shouting and you are prophesying no but then when the devil possesses a human being they are not in control at least once that demon spirit has taken full control and he wants to take over you, they're not in control. And that's why you see, you know, people who are in that kind of situation and the things that they do, they are really not in control. And then once that demon spirit is cast out, you then see the real person is able to then take control of that body, of that mind, and do the things that he or she would rather do. And, and not, you know, be abnormal in society. That happened with the people that Jesus cast out demons from, the madman from Gadara. You know, he became sound. Someone that was walking around naked, all of a sudden he was fine, you know. And his normal of wore clothes, was sitting down, was calm, all the aggression, everything gone. So, but when the Holy Spirit comes into us, he's, 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 you know, he's not that way. So even when he's there, if you don't vocalize and you don't pray in the Holy Spirit, you won't speak in tongues, you know. Like for me, now, I found out that I don't, I don't speak in tongues every day, which, I sh- which is really bad. You know, I don't speak in tongues every day, I don't, which I should. I don't pray in tongues every day. But then he's not going to force me. You know what I'm saying? If I don't practice, make up my mind that every day I will speak in tongues, even if it's two, three minutes, 30 seconds every day, then it's not going to happen. So in the same way, I, you, you, if, I'm, if I don't make, up a, make a conscious decision to practice love, to practice faith, and how do you practice faith? You practice faith by standing on the word of god by confessing the word of god by doing the word of god you know if it's faith concerning healing if it's faith concerning you know courage boldness you know whatever it may be overcoming fear evangelism speaking to people about christ 
you know you can continue praying but if you don't get out of your house and do something nothing's gonna happen so the way I, I am now realizing that for things like anger too, you have to practice it and then allow the grace of God to take control, allow the word of God. And then part of the practicing is also reading the scriptures that talk about that, you know, if it's greed, if it's covetousness, if it's lust of the flesh, you have to speak to your body. You have to say, I am born of God and I've overcome the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am dead to sin. I'm raised with Christ. Therefore, the life that I live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You have to first confess it. You have to do it. And then remove yourself from those places and those things that do not help the situation. And then for me, like in this context of anger, that means being more vigilant about the things that trigger me and then just taking a bit and say, calm down. Though it's not that deep. Because most of the time it really isn't that deep. That's the funny thing. You actually get triggered over things that are really not, you can excuse. And they're funny. And most of the time, I'm reacting to something. It's not really that I'm just being unreasonable because I'm not, you know. Most of the time, there is an attitude that I'm reacting to. But the point is, you don't have to react to that attitude. It doesn't, you know, you just let it go. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so that's that. And um, so, I, I like the fact that the Lord is shining his light inside of me. The Bible says the spirit of... Um, the Lord, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, you know, that he searches the inner hearts. And that's why the Bible also tells us that God doesn't judge according to outward appearance, that he really searches the heart. And I think that's so important because he doesn't want this white, outward, white sepulchre Christianity or religion or faith that many of us have gotten used to practicing, where we, we pay, it's like graves, you know, Jesus used that analogy where they you know, the graves are all painted white, but when you actually break into them, what do you see is dead bones, you know, all kinds of things. And he was saying, but that on the outside is so fine and it's so sweet and all of that. Our Christianity shouldn't be that way. We should actually be white on the inside. And then, you know, that would then reflect on the outside. Jesus is very much an inside out kind of God. And what keeps coming back to me, something that he said to me in my quiet moments, which keeps coming back to me that God, Jesus Christ did not give his life just for me to live a life that is similar to what the Pharisees and the Sadducees lived. Or to live a life, he didn't, he didn't give his life, he didn't come to this world, live 33 years and then die a horrendous death on the cross just for me to spend all my time praying for the kind of blessings that the old covenant already delivered. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that this is a better covenant based on better promises. And Ephesians 1 tells us what those better promises are. It says we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. As far as God is concerned, heavenly blessings in Christ Jesus is much better. Because he spent the whole of the Old Testament period trying to get the children of Israel to walk righteously. And they couldn't because they had the sin nature. They couldn't but not, they couldn't, you know, they kept on going after idols and women and disobeying God and every other thing that God told them not to do. So God realized that, you know what, I have to deal with the nature of sin. And until I deal with that, these people will not have the ability to understand me, to worship me freely, voluntarily. So he sent his only son to come and pay the ultimate price and shed his blood so that by that blood we can receive baptism of the Holy Spirit, his power, his essence, a new nature that enables us to want him, to want to be like him. But we still have our unregenerated mind. We still have, you know, my mind that still remembers things, my memory, my will, my flesh is still very much the same. So the things that I loved, the things that I liked, the things that I desired that were not really of him, they're still there, you know. But then I now have the nature of God in me. So it's about how do I then yield myself to that nature 
how do I learn more of him so that I can begin to think like him and do things the way he would want me to do it and that's the quest of Christianity and it's an inside out thing and now that I see the way and now I see the way we practice Christianity in my spaces so much focused on the externalities you know which car do you drive where do you live what job do you have I'm like this is not biblical this is not scripture Jesus said that the worth of a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he had. He said, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth nor rust corrupt and thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth nor rust cannot corrupt it and thieves can never break through and steal. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus said that the hour comes and now is when the true worshippers will worship God in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God, he seeks it. He looks for it. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro towards the earth, looking to see whose heart, those whose heart are tender towards him. He's not looking for people who have the riches in the world. I mean, he created this whole universe. He knows the wealth that is in there. But he's looking for those whose heart is perfect towards him, tender towards him. That's what he's looking for. What it means is that if my heart is tender towards the Lord, if your heart is tender towards the Lord, wherever you may be, God will seek you out. Wherever. So what we should be worried about is our heart, the condition of our heart. That's what we should be paying attention to. And that's why when the Lord tells me, you know, talks to me about you know like anger and then links it to humility and then i realize that i'm thinking of myself higher than i ought to i have imbibed the spirit of my society which is very class conscious very status conscious very you know have and have nots conscious then i know that and these are things that are very offensive to god because there's nothing that anybody has that they did not receive so i cannot work with god if i don't purge myself of these things and if I continue to call myself a Christian and I parade myself as a Christian and I don't deal with these things, I'm also being disingenuous about my work with God. I'm also being hypocritical, which God doesn't like at all. So this is just, you know, like me really realizing that for the first time in my Christian work in a very long time, I think I am really on a path that I would say is bringing me closer to God because it's bubbling up the things that even I myself would normally tell myself, oh, I am fine in this way. It's making me uncomfortable in a good way. It's making me look at myself from the perspective of God and not from my own normal self perspective or the perspective of the world. And it's making me feel better about myself because I know that God is working in me and he's interested in me and he's making me want to be better. And I will also work with him as well. I don't ever want to go back to this outward show. I, 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 I can't even imagine why you will come to Christ and then be hypocritical. I mean, really, let's, let's might as well stay in the world and have fun. You know, because there is fun in the world. I mean, let's be frank. There are a lot of things that are fun. Just that the, the problem with the world, which is the problem I had, is that they deliver a high and then they, you crash. You know what I'm saying? You know, you go to the party, you have fun, you drink and all of that, then you have the hangover. I mean, like, yeah, give me the high and don't bring me down, you know. So that down and then, you know, it just doesn't, it's, it's, it promises so much and it under delivers. That's my problem with the world. That's my problem with sin, my problem with the devil. 
but i think jesus god under promise they over deliver god god aims to exceed everything that we ask for i i, I think if you give me a choice between the two I'll, I'll go with god because he he aims to blow my mind you know what i'm saying and the bible says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us and and, and that is what he does he 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 and that's why miracles are called miracles in fact in my language we call it a yano because what it means is that a miracle something that causes you to wow like wows you. you you actually open your mouth and you're like ah you know and that's what god does everything he does he aims to blow as in you know to to exceed your expectation and that's just amazing so i'll leave it at that for now um i'm actually on my way out so i'm recording outside i don't know if you can hear the birds we normally feed birds birds here every day my husband does that and they're waiting to be fed but i don't think they're going to get any food today well anyway so thank you very much for listening um i do pray that the lord will also encourage you and us to continue on this work of um working work, working with him um matthew six thirty three says seek, seek you first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you i think that's the way to go i think I, that jesus model is the right way fix you know work on fixing yourself inside and then god will sort out the outside it's not supposed to be the other way around it doesn't mean that we cannot ask for things but god knows those things that we need and even if we're asking for them that shouldn't be the everything that we're we're concerned about as we're asking for those external things let us also be asking god to change us from within because that is when change will really be sustainable that's when transformation will happen the way god intended it and that's when his name will be glorified and we can fulfill the purpose for which he brought us on earth there's a lot that we have to unlearn and relearn i think a lot of what we have been taught has been misdirected in a, in a very very strong way but i'll leave it at that and i know that god will amplify his word in our hearts and in our lives as he would choose to in jesus name amen